0: welcome back ladies and gentlemen to another episode of the bloom podcast thank you guys so much for joining for another episode and i'm super excited about this episode it's going to be a fun one Um, actually funny story about last episode when me and hannah were recording at my at my parents house my dad actually has a really cool studio setup we recorded we finished everything and i always play the episode back just to make sure the audio came through okay and when we replayed the audio the first time, it sounded like just a bunch of static screaming through the speakers. And I got so nervous. Thank God that my dad is a genius and he was able to recover the audio files. So that way we didn't have to do a- another take, but it was kind of scary. <laughs> but I hope you guys enjoyed last episode. We're definitely going to have Hannah back for a part two on Money and Balance. So keep your eyes open for that. Um, But for today's episode, I actually have another friend of mine. Um, I have Carlos here. Say hello, Carlos. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Um, So me and Carlos, we go to the same church, and um, we're going to be talking today about something that, as believers, should be very important to us and should always be um, at the top of our minds when it comes to... Uh, thought life, and that is keeping the love for the Lord as a priority in our heart, and um, definitely keeping Him number one, because in a world, in a society like today, there's so many uh, things that tug and compete for the number one spot when it comes to our affections, our time, and our desires, and as Christians, we have to be very... um, Very conscious and very aware and proactive in fighting those things and making sure we're prizing the Lord as the the gift that he is and just focusing on his graciousness and his love and his compassion towards us and keeping him at the forefront of our minds Um, but before we jump into the nitty-gritty of that uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself Carlos what you're currently doing in life where you're from a little bit of that
1: well first of all i appreciate you sharing what you did right now because i think bottom line the main thing about me right now is that i i am in that fight there is a lot of things there are a lot of things that do compete for his love you know him being at the center of my life so um that's something that i've been blessed with by the lord um him to actually tug at my heart in this season of my life um yeah. so i I go to I go to CBC um, I am 30 I am married and in this season of my life i am I'm dealing with the consequences of my of my sinful life which I am so thankful for because um, that's what the lord has used in my life to really shake me and 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 be aware of those things that pull my heart so right now I'm just i'm kind of dealing with with everything that's going on, um, mm-hmm. me individually, I, I know that the Lord is using it to to really kind of smack me around. I mean, if kind of metaphorically right, and, and, and get yeah. me to focus on Him. So, yeah, not working, um, doing school. Okay. Um, I'm 30, like I said, married. Those are the, the, the important things about me, I guess, right now. All right. And Very cool. Yeah.
0: And I definitely want to touch on that, like you said, with all the current events that are going on right now. Um, I'm not necessarily going to go into it in this episode, but I am planning to do an episode where I kind of address some of these things and kind of give my take on it and kind of what I'm seeing. So uh, keep on the lookout for that. Uh, That should be coming relatively soon, I hope. So um, yeah, but like you were saying, um, there's always a constant fight for keeping the Lord at the forefront and keeping him... And you know, looking to him for our pleasure and our peace and our comfort instead of looking to worldly things. Right. Um, so I guess to kind of start, I would I'm gonna kind of get the ball rolling with a few things that you know I struggle with in my own life. And you know, um, going up in a uh, from a young age, I think one of the main things for me has been having an, a deflated view of God and an inflated view of myself. Um, there was a lot of, uh, things, especially when I was not saved when I was younger, it was all just self-oriented and, um, you know, you, you go through and you want all these things for yourself and you, you don't really care about the Lord's graciousness to you. And even when I, uh, was newly saved. I fell into a a, a large rut when I was in high school, kind of just, um, still kind of only focusing about myself and, you know, the worldly desires that I had, which was, you know, relationships, money, jobs, things like that. And even though the Lord did bless me with some of those things, like, you know, he blessed me with a job, he blessed me with, you know, a relationship that I was in at the time, um, and I still wasn't grateful to him for those things. So my my love wasn't to the Lord for him giving me those things. My love was on those material things that I had in my possession at the time. Um, And I kind of mentioned this on my first episode, uh, but it wasn't till I had those worldly pleasures, you know, taken from me in, you know, kind of dramatic fashion that I was able to like fall back and say, okay, these things at the end of the day don't give you peace the only thing that can give you happiness and where our affection and our love should be is on the giver which is the lord um so i would say definitely off the bat for me it's just a lot of a lot of worldly things that you that we're told we're supposed to want you know like cars money clothes all those things that the world prizes as you know treasures are the things that easily grab my attention when it comes to uh fighting in that fight to keep the lord number one in my heart so i would love to hear uh you know kind of the reverse for you yeah
1: yeah well i can i can relate as far as what you said about having these worldly desires taken from you um I think for me was realizing how far off I, I I went, you know, and how much of it he gave me that I, um, so, am trying to think about how to, I'll go back a little bit, I grew up just exposed to the world, you know, alcohol, drugs, you know, at a very early age, I was, I was addicted to looking at, women and mm-hmm. that was something that just enslaved me and it's not until I got to a point in my life where I realized every relationship in my life was messed up and and it was it was because I was just knee deep in my sin yeah. you know thank the lord he allowed me to see that I was taking advantage of his love, because I claimed to be a Christian, I claimed to know his love and his grace, but it was just something I was talking about. It wasn't something that I actually felt and saw him move in my life. Um, it was just something that I understood I had to talk about, and because I was talking about it, I was saved, right? Right. Um. So, yeah, I ended up really bad. I was. I was. You know I'm, I'm hesitant as far as you know how much of it to share not because i don't want to share just you right. know what kind of boundaries you have so i mean before i continue can i can i ask you i mean how much of it can Whenever i Whatever you feel comfortable yeah with. okay cool um so drugs pursuing women all that messed up my life as far as my marriage as far as my view of love my view of sex my view of my fight. I didn't know how to fight, and I was just taking God's grace for granted, and really looking at, looking at it as if He's graceful and He's gonna forgive me either way. I'm gonna continue to indulge in the sin. And Romans one was what He used to really scare me, as far as me realizing that His wrath was already moving in my life. By letting me go, letting me have all these desires that I've been wanting, and that when I was just empty, so empty, and I realized that you No, know, I I'm I am going to have to deal with this if I don't trust in the Lord. Right. So I think it was just giving into sin so much that he he put me in a place in my life where I didn't have anything. I was just distraught. I was anxious, and and that was the first time I was able to experience his love, because although I was afraid of where I was at, he was so kind in the way that he still moved me to see his His gospel and his love and the truth, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I can definitely second on some of those things, maybe not from a as... Dramatic standpoint as I grew up in a Christian household. Um, and I think that uh, I undervalued that blessing. And I've mentioned that in previous episodes as well. But um, it's kind of, you hear it so often when you grow up in a Christian household. At least I know in my uh, case, you go to church every week and you hear the messages preached, great messages preached. You have your parents. Uh, feeding you the gospel every day living out a example of godly marriage and all that and it becomes redundant to you or you stop understanding the weight of how precious that is so I didn't really understand the value of growing up in a Christian family till I was older and until I could see how how just it's such a great launching pad that if I feel like if I would have taken advantage of it from a younger age, I'd be so much further along in my walk than I than I currently am, and I'm just so grateful to have grown up in that uh, in that environment. Um, so I would say, um, you know, to not take those things for granted, uh, especially when it comes to the love, to the love of the Lord, because like you were also saying, um, we take God's grace for granted as well, where we Uh, kind of understand that he's going to keep forgiving us so we push the envelope as far as we can go where we don't feel bad about it because we know he's going to forgive us and I uh, had a few moments like that in my later teen years where I was kind of just pushing that envelope a little bit and you know thankfully the Holy Spirit was convicting me of that and kind of hold me back where I was able to like re examine myself and kind of set my mind straight again on what's really important and what is uh, you know, what should be the focus of my life, which at the end of the day, like we said it should be uh the love of the Lord and loving him and cherishing him and focusing on his graces. So I'd like to ask you kind of what are some of the things that help you stay on track? Yeah. When you feel yourself kind of slipping and kind of loving the world and mm-hmm. kind of falling back into those desires because we all, it happens to all of us. Yeah. No matter how, um, you know, good you are in your walk, there's going to be times where you, of weakness and times where you fall. <laughs> and, you know, I experience that all the time where, you know, the world is, because the world is appealing. Our flesh wants to indulge. Yeah. So what are some of the things that help you stay on track and you know, look to God instead of look to the world?
1: Well, you know, I'm grateful that he lets me remember the feeling of anxiety after returning to sin, you know, Mm -hmm. and even though those sinful desires that I pursue that I would indulge myself in gave a little bit of pleasure. Right that wears off that wears off and and then you're at a far worse place where you just need to do the same thing again in order to get that high again or to feel comfort again it was just a cycle. very
0: very momentary satisfaction
1: it's not worth it and he lets me compare the two he lets me compare oh the peace that he gives me when I'm pursuing him, when I'm staring at him, when I'm letting him do his work in my life by putting myself underneath those means that he has for us to change. I've experienced the most peace, the most satisfaction when that happens. And I've failed so many times enough to say, no, that's not gonna satisfy me. You know, it's a constant struggle it is you know and and because i wanted to ask you a question about that because it is going to be a constant struggle that we go through as far as our hearts strain away and and yeah we're called to obedience and there's no there's no reason why i need to go back to the sin that that i used to run to when i was in walking with the lord but we will fall and for you I, i I just want to know what were some of those things that you would push the envelope with as far as when you, your heart would stray away. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, they're, they're, they're the obvious ones from being in the world, you know, just having a perverse view of, of sex and, and coming from drinking and, and doing drugs. You can understand which Absolutely. struggles would pull me and which I have to fight.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, how does that fight look like for somebody that that's grown up in the church that has had parents that have been great examples and is it any different as far as oh because this sin pertains more to gross sins of the world and and i mean at least at least society's moralism right right like yeah
0: i get you yeah um I would say, it's ch- it's changed from stage to stage in my life. Uh, when I was talking about pushing the envelope uh, a, a few minutes ago, I was referring to a, kind of a specific situation. Oh. Um, when I was in, it was about a a little over a year and a half ago, uh, when I was in uh, this, a relationship, and uh, I was I I was saved at the time, but still. I I valued the relationship that I was in because I wanted to be married. And um I the person I was with um didn't share some of the same views as me and was not uh I guess the the relationship just didn't go in a good direction. Um and the person that I was with, you know, didn't necessarily hold to some of the biblical principles that I wanted to hold to in the relationship. And it was a very uh, toxic environment for me at the time, just where I was at uh, maturity-wise and just emotionally. And the person I was with kind of made me compromise on my beliefs. So I pushed the envelope as far as I could to be okay with the situation that I was in, so that way I could I could prove pursue that relationship. Um, So I had to take a huge step back and say, I'm giving up all these things, basically my integrity to the Lord by giving up these things that I know to be true to pursue something that isn't going where it should go. And after that, I I ended up in a, a huge state of depression after that, after I ended up having to break off the relationship. And it was... Uh, a huge uh, repetitive cycle of me feeling sad, feeling sorry for myself, blaming me, blaming God, and then blaming myself again. And then that just repeats just every day, all day. And it wasn't a, like until I took another step back and said, or I guess just looked at the Lord's provision in my life I was just able to see His graciousness graciousness to me even in spite of um, the way I had kind of pushed some of my beliefs to the side. He was still so faithful to me and still loved me enough to keep me in church and to keep people in my life that were uh, keeping me accountable and kind of making sure I wasn't falling off the wayside. So I was able to kind of refocus myself and I was able to see the Lord's graciousness to me. Even when I was at my least deserving of it. And that's one of those moments that I look back on in my life. And I can look at it and say, the Lord is so good all the time. Even when I was at my lowest, emotionally and physically, just depressed, I still knew that the Lord was guiding my steps. And it takes, you know, some fighting and some tugging and some pushing to get out of that cycle and to stop those thoughts and to stop those feelings. But the Lord is always right there by your side. And that's one of those things that I just keep looking back to, to say, this is why I believe what I believe because I can see it so clearly when the Lord brings me out of a trial and I'm just, you know, I just, sometimes I just find myself asking like, why did he choose me? You know what I mean? Mm. And that's what makes me love him all the more is because we're you know we're all born sinners and we all don't deserve anything but hell but the lord still picks us out and says you know you're gonna follow me and you're gonna reap so many benefits and blessings from it yeah and so that's what i look to when it comes to certain situations in my life
1: you know i mentioned this to you before before we started recording but i'm gonna tell you again as it's recording Go back later when you to listen to Patrick's message from Habakkuk because, you know, I appreciate what you're sharing. Um, That's our fight, remembering. Because, I mean, even you sharing that also, it's an encouragement for me because it's demonstrating his faithfulness in in my life and your life. And that's been a big encouragement for me as of lately. And today, Patrick was talking about that as he's in Habakkuk and just what's required of us in order to rest in his faithfulness. We got to remember the lostness, our lostness, where we were at, remember the work. And if I forget that, I'm taking his grace for granted because I'm not looking at the grace that he's given me. From certain situations. So I appreciate you sharing that, man. Listen, yeah. listen to the this. The
0: thought that I always come back to is something my dad would always tell me from a young age. He would say, um, he'd say, you have to remember where you came from to appreciate where you are. And that's something that has always stuck with me because no matter where I go, I know that I've always come from a worse situation to get to where I'm at. And it's so easy to lose sight of where you've come from as soon as maybe something doesn't go your way or you face adversity or you're in a trial where you don't remember what the Lord's already brought you through and you kind of just fall right back into you know that same pattern instead of remembering okay the Lord is faithful I've seen the faithfulness and that's how I know that this situation is going to go where it needs to go Um, and I also kind of like what you were saying about remembering I remember I was listening to John MacArthur when he was teaching through Revelation and just um when you was saying, we can't forget our first love. Like when we first come to know the Lord. We can't forget that feeling of knowing that we have salvation in him. It's imperative that we do not forget that. And we have to maintain that joy. Because when you first get saved and your eyes are opened, you see your sin for the first time, you see his provision in your life, and you're like, oh my goodness. Like, what have I been doing this whole time? But then as we go on in our Christian walk, we start taking it for granted, we start forgetting, then we start to slip, and then we remember, oh, why did I get saved? We remember the Lord's gracious, and then we're kind of back on track. And yeah, like you said, it's that fight to keep remembering, and to keep pushing forward in our desires to have that same joy we had when we first got saved. So That's, you know, what I've been thinking about when it comes to uh, keeping the Lord first because I think during this whole time of being on lockdown and all this stuff and missing church or like I guess missing church in person but um, you just see his provision and everything that happens and everything's orchestrated for a reason and even if we don't know what that is it's important that we look to him as the source of our peace and our you know our wants
1: what are the things that pull you away nowadays
0: nowadays Um, nowadays I would say it's a lot of I would say it's a lot of situational things that kind of shift my focus so kind of like I guess the situation I'd give is because of the coronavirus and all this stuff I did lose my job so it's a situation like that where it just pulls all my attention I'm like oh my gosh I lost my job what am I going to do what should I do next? Should I look for a new job? Should I, you know, look for a different field, a different type of work? What am I going to do? X, Y, Z. Instead of remembering, okay, the Lord has me in this situation for a reason. And I can either choose to have faith in him and know that he's going to provide a better solution. And, you know, bring me to the other side. Or I can sit there and worry about stuff that is out of my control. So it's stuff like that. Because there are, oh shoot. Oh, shoot. Is that an Amber, Amber Alert? Amber Sorry, guys. Sorry.
1: It's crazy times right now.
0: It is indeed. Um, so yeah, about that. It, you're good. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's, it's more situational stuff because there are things that happen where you just you know you get anxious or you get sad or you get you know distracted. True. And you know I I'm one of those people that I I find myself getting very attached to certain situations. Um, and I kind of talked about this in my episode with AJ, but I have struggled with anxiety and things like that where I, you know, I just get fixated on the fact that this happened to me and what am I going to do next instead of saying, Lord, what do you want me to do next? Or so give me a sign or open a door that you want me to walk through. I, I, I put too much control in my own hands when I don't actually have it. So that's something that pulls me away. But
1: I'm right there with you, man. I I, I hear you and, and it's cool. It's cool how you're you're remembering, you know, that he's in control. He's sovereign. You know, it's it's that's what the fight looks like, right? We gotta yeah. talk to ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, for for me it's the same thing. You know, I lost my job also. I'm not not working. Um I'm currently going through a divorce by my doing you know I, I in my sin was unfaithful to my wife and you know it's been quite some time and the Lord still hasn't had that fully go through um, and I get anxious about it yeah. you know like how with stupid little things too yeah I like what are people gonna say? And I and mm. that one is very cringing to me. You know, like, I are...
0: I feel you on that so much because there's been multiple situations where I feel like, what about like my quote unquote reputation or right. something like that? And it's so prideful and so, you know, I I get you so much. And like it's like, we're not important. We're insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Like the Lord can use us to do good things, but at the end of the day, it's not about us. And we always tend to put so much emphasis on it being about us. Or, or you know, like you said, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? And it's like, what does the Lord think? That should be the only thing that we care about. What the Lord thinks about our, you know, desires and our actions. Because when we, when we die, it's not going to be the world that we're standing before that judges our actions. It's going to be the Lord. So we put so much emphasis when we don't have to. So I definitely relate to that feeling. And yeah, it is kind of cringy when you put it in the grand scheme of like the big picture. It's like, man, I'm worrying about some people that probably don't even know me enough to give me a real opinion. So I I relate to that so much, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's serious. So how would you make it about... Him. I mean, we're all in the same struggle, looks different, different situations, different things pull us. Um, and I mean, we've already kind of started going into that, yeah. right, remembering. And just in that constant fight that I'm in and that you're in, I mean, what else besides remembering and always seeing what he's doing and has done in our lives? Um, what if I don't feel it?
0: Mm -hmm. that's a good point um yeah i think sometimes well i i know this for me this is what i try to do you know i try to look at everything through a biblical lens and you kind of get to filter out uh You know some of those things where you feel like oh what if you know they judge me like some of those like more minor and it works even with you know big problems as well but looking at everything and saying to yourself is me doing this thing going to bring honor to the lord or is this thing going to you know improve my walk with him or my spiritual state instead of thinking the reverse where we think Uh, If I do this thing, am I going to gain from it? Or, uh, you know, is the world going to perceive me in this way? Or, or, you know, X, Y, Z. So I think looking at everything through a biblical lens is a good place where I like to start. And when you talk about not necessarily feeling it, I think it's one of the things... For me, I have to force feed myself sometimes. Especially when it comes to, like, reading the Word. Because I'll get into, like, these ruts where I don't read for a little bit. And I feel terrible about it. But then when I do read, it ends up feeling like a chore. So I force feed myself to read even through that state of it feeling like a chore because when I just get a little bit of it, I remember why I need to be doing it. And then I want to do it again. So even just getting that little bit, even if it's five minutes, just being in it and getting yourself back in that groove, even if you have to fight through a little bit of turbulence of maybe your heart isn't in the right place, for me I find when you are trying to get back into the desire of wanting to do it, just immersing yourself in it, whether you want to or not, is a good way to reset your mind a little bit. Because you quickly get convicted and you quickly are able to recalibrate your brain when you start reading his word and when he starts speaking to you. So that's kind of where I go to when I fall into those ruts of feeling stagnant and just not knowing where to start. Just starting anywhere in his word will propel you to a better spot than you were before. But what about you? How do you kind of deal with that?
1: There's been a, a verse in scripture that's been very, very dear to my heart these um, past few weeks. And I'm horrible at memorizing scripture, but I can, I can tell you what it says in, I guess, my own words. Yeah. Um, it's First Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, where he talks about we have the victory in, in God because of Christ. Yeah. Um, and he talks about our work not being in vain in the Lord. Yeah. And I hear you sometimes when I read, I, I may not get anything out of it. Um, and that that verse there has really encouraged me to to continue to get into his word because as I behold he's changing me and sometimes I don't feel it but I I am just now believing that I still have the responsibility whether I feel it or not to put myself under under his word under fellowship to go to him in prayer Um, and the more that I do that the more he'll soften my heart and help me see him Absolutely. and and corinthians first corinthians verses and second corinthians have have helped me with that to remember what his word says because yeah i my heart's deceitful i'll feel one way today and i'll probably feel a different way tomorrow um, yeah. but just just knowing that he's faithful to to what he promises that he's gonna do for us. And, and even his faithfulness behind his wrath, right? Is scary, either way he's faithful and that kind of just shook me recently, you know? So his character, just leaning more into his character as far as his love, you know, his promises that he can't lie, he follows through, right? Yeah. And that's been a an encouragement to my heart and a push during this season for my walk
0: one thing too I think that we all often forget is we talk a lot about feelings Mm -hmm. but loving is not a feeling it's an action Mm -hmm. and so we talk about not feeling the love and like you know not you know those are obviously I guess real feelings that we go through where we lack the motivation but we have to be proactive in loving him because it's it's an action so we have to be you know, thinking about it like that and not letting those feelings, you know, stop us from doing what we know we need to do because it's an action. We need to be actively pursuing that action of loving Him. So I I try not to harp too much on my feelings because, like you said, we can feel one way today and a completely different way tomorrow and 10 million different ways before next week. So... Just focusing on and something that actually Pastor Patrick said uh, a couple weeks ago, where he talks about uh, your thought process, where he says, What do I know? What do I think? And what do I feel? And what do I feel is last on that list? Because that's the least important. It's what do we know? And, and we need to heavily work off that. And that's what I think propels us to do those actions like praying, reading the word, um, you know having an active thought life that is honoring to him and th- all those things kind of revolve around what we know to be true and you know thinking about it in that lens rather than I feel like I love him today and then tomorrow like ah, I don't know I just you know I don't think I love him right now yeah you know we don't want to get too waffly when it comes to our feelings so I think that's a good way to kind of look at it
1: And I agree with you. I I understand that, especially the way that I've lived my life and things that I can remember as far as just responding to the way that I feel. So I I agree there. Uh, They are part of it, though, right? They are. So how would you balance that out as far as knowing that just beholding him is what he's going to use to change us. And when we see that, I mean, I can I, I, can also experience, I've also experienced um, just the admiration behind that. You know, like you were saying, when we least deserved it, he was so good to me and, and, and was with me through certain trials. Like, that causes something in you, right? It does. But when it's not there, we shouldn't depend on it to still continue to pursue him and love him actively like you said but I, I'll let you because I know you can you can probably put that in better terms than I can so
0: no I I think it's important to find a balance but I think we f- we f- will we'll feel it more when we do what we're supposed to because I feel like most of the time when we fall out of feeling the love is because we're not doing what we're supposed to do right. so I think that's the balance we'll trick ourselves and be like ah, I'm feeling unmotivated or I'm doing this <laughs> But that's actually because we want a week without reading our Bible. And now we're feeling the repercussions of it. So I think that's what we need to, we need, people need to be honest with them, themselves. Sure. Because we can't trust ourselves. As it says in Jeremiah, the heart is deceitful. And the heart will trick us into going a month without reading our Bible and then looking back and like, well, I just wasn't feeling like it. And that's not really important at the end of the day because we'll feel like loving the Lord when we're doing what the Lord wants us to do. So I think that's the best way to kind of balance it out, because we don't want to give ourselves a cop-out excuse. And I, I, I find that when I look at my feelings as a motivation of why I'm doing XYZ thing, it's normally not the best thing that I'm doing. So I think just checking yourself and checking the motivation that you're using to do what you want to do. or I guess, why are you doing what you're doing? That's the most important question you can ever ask yourself in any, any aspect of your life. Why are you doing what you're doing? I don't love the Lord because He makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. I love the Lord because He's faithful to me and He is, and I guess kind of, He does make me feel warm and fuzzy inside because he, I know that I'm safe in His arms and that He's not going to let me fall into despair. That he's loving me unconditionally, no matter what I do. So looking back at those things and knowing that those things are true, that's where I think the feelings will generate from. So that's my thought process on it.
1: Makes sense, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. So
0: I think we're going to start wrapping up this episode. I want to thank you, Carlos, so much for joining. I'm going to definitely have you back. We can either do a part two of this or or we'll uh, get you on another topic because there's so much more we could say on this yeah. matter.
1: Sorry, guys. We're probably going to keep chatting after you guys get cut off. But.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there's <laughs> lots to talk about, especially given current states. But, um, no, thank you for yeah. having me, man. Thank you so much, like I said, for uh, being on the episode, and thank you all for listening. Um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, give it a like, give it a comment, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for weekly episodes. Um, So yeah, Um, and also don't forget to follow me on Instagram. The link for that will be in the description. Um, And then I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and I will see you guys on the next episode.